Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Better Call Saul Season 3, Episode 7, it's called Expenses, full spoilers for the episode as always. Uh, apologies, this is so late, first of all, uh, we did not expect to have to wait until today to do this, but that's just how things worked out, uh, we're really backed up right now, we knew this was going to be a tough week, but here we are, Yeah. so, uh, Expenses, I think this one... It kind of continues the trend from last week, where it feels like things have really calmed down after all the the build up and the the, the tension of the trial and. Yeah, I'm starting to think it won't build up again. It'll be like the end of the season now. It'll be like, oh, stuff's back on now. Probably, probably. It feels like we're we're putting Saul in a place where it, well, he's he's gonna he's gonna break bad. In fact, yeah, I mean, he's, he's getting desperate, isn't he? Not not to get ahead of ourselves but the next episode I noticed the title of it <laughs> Oh, is called Slip and I can't help but wonder <laughs> who's slipping <laughs> it's probably yeah, him yeah. I can't it imagine it's anyone is. else uh, I mean don't worry I will laugh I will laugh if the episode just opens with some random character slipping on a banana <laughs> and he's like hey screw you you thought you knew what this was going to be about Like that would amuse me but uh, I, I feel like I feel like we're on the the path to him failing now, like really, because everything in this episode was how hard it is now that he has to deal with the consequences of something he did that was wrong. He he, you know, he wasn't the wrong with what he did to help Kim, as much as it thematically and you know from our perspective, caring about these characters over Chuck, it made sense to us. He's dealing with the consequences, and this episode is the. The constant pouring on of no, here's all the things that are happening now because you made that mistake. That's it. Like over the last couple of weeks, we've said, oh, so maybe this event wasn't what you know made him break bad as we expected it might mm. be. But I'm starting to think maybe it is just, just not, not in the way we expected. It's it's more he'll he'll break because of the desperation of the situation that it's caused. Uh, it's it's more of a drawn out uh, like process than it was because we, we were kind of expecting one big thing to make him immediately have to like change his name and run off and like yeah. so, something big and like that but uh whereas here it feels like it's going to be a slow build of uh which makes sense because that's kind of what the show is really good at as well so yeah definitely i, I can't complain in that sense uh i really like the opening shot the opening scene was uh saul on his community service Yes. And the opening shot was uh, he's waiting against the wall and then these other people come in and there's lines in the wall that make it look like a, a prison lineup or a yeah. well, not so much a prison lineup but you know what I mean the you know, yeah, line yeah, up it, when the Yeah, it's the lineup when they pull in all the suspects. Yeah, yeah, but it's not prison lineup, they're not in prison when <laughs> they do that. But so I, I thought that that reminded me of that. It also reminded me of the first poster of the season with the paint. Uh, yeah, which was in sort of stripes. Uh, so I, I thought visually that was really cool. It was definitely a, a more downbeat episode. Uh, the, the the first scene was ultimately him trying to. He basically only gets thirty minutes of his community service time, like, accounted for because the guy notices that he's on his phone almost the entire time because he's trying to wrangle his uh, his commercial business as he's doing it. Yeah, and we see throughout the rest of the episode he's desperate to try and sell off the rest of these commercials. He's getting more and more desperate for the money. Uh, the first person. You know, he, he charms, he's like, oh, you were very good there, even though he wasn't very good uh, at the sofa place. Yeah. And 
but and then but of course it, it reaches tipping point because we see at the end of that scene that he pays out the rest of the you know the film crew so you get this you get this I get this it may, it makes a point of showing us how much he's left with it he's, he's left with like a hundred and four dollars I think was the the amount hundred and four ninety something I think it was <laughs> all right we have to be that specific but we we know how much is in his wallet like we see we see where he is and we then see him with Kim buying Chinese food and be like no yeah, this yeah. is on me. That that transition's one of my favourites because he goes, "Ah, oh, you want to talk about expenses?" And then it cuts to Kim writing the list of, of the uh, the office expenses. Yeah, and you, you tell that he's putting on this front because she's like, "Oh, you're not you're not emptying your bank account to pay the bills, are you?" He's like, uh, "Of course not." Mm. And it's like, I, "I believe you for a second. I don't think Kim believes you for a second, to be honest. Yeah, I, she I think knows. she knows deep down. Uh, but you see that. But then they have this other job." Whatever uh, they think they've got this job with these these guitar shop owners or the music shop owners, and they basically change their mind at the last minute. And this is Saul... why you make contracts. Uh, oh, yeah, because Saul's working in a a legit business here where he's he's got all this stuff out. Look, I'm just saying he's a lawyer. He should he should be thinking contracts. Let's get him locked in. Ah, but he's desperate. He uh, is, uh, and he needs to get it done so stupid. quickly. But he needs to get it done so quickly. I, I get why that's not even. A consideration. You see it in this scene. As soon as they try to back off, he offers more of a discount, and then he oh, eventually offers it for free. Oh, I mean, you see the the business pick up. You, uh, you, you, you. Then you calls back, and you have to take the the other seven. Like, yeah, he's desperate. His crew sees desperate to the point that he, he pays the rest of the crew for the day out of the money he's got left. That leaves him with next to nothing. Uh, the makeup girl sees this and tries to give him it back because she feels sorry for him, which I think. It's probably the lowest Saul gets in this episode. I think that's like the the pity of this this person he barely knows. I think stings yeah. him. I, th- I think it stings him because uh, one one of the things, of course, that he's trying to do all episode is he's trying to like he's trying to call the the insurance place that sort of uh, covers him for lawyer for his lawyering what was it the uh, malpractice law, uh, insurance? Yeah. And he goes in, and you know this is a futile attempt. You don't get a refund for insurance just because you don't happen to be doing the thing anymore. If you pay for a year of car insurance, you, you, oh, I'm not driving anymore. Uh, can I have my money back, please? I do know some places do that if you take your car off your ro- off the road entirely. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to work with this, though. No, I didn't either. Because, <laughs> because ultimately, that would be too easy. It would be too easy. And I, I also think, at least with a car, though, it's understood that people get into accidents. People, for some, like it's it's common enough to yeah. Have whereas to this go was something that was kind of his fault, which is why they wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's also it's also again it's just a lot more rare. Very, it's not. I imagine it's not that common. That a lawyer is suspended for twelve months. It shouldn't be. You'd hope not. <laughs> you know, but people people for some reason having to go without their car for a while is a relative, you know, it's understandable, it happens. It, it makes sense that circumstances just dictate that. A lawyer saying, oh, I'm not going to be practising suddenly, even though it's been my career for 12 months, like, there's very few specific sort of circumstances that would lead to that. That is true. And if it was a life choice, if it was a choice of, oh, I want to like, do something else with my life, it would be the sort of thing you probably build up to and would know when your insurance is running out and maybe that would be, like, a factor in when you decide to... And also... If you're if you've actively made the choice, then you, you that's not a good enough reason to get you out of a contract. Yeah, I suppose also like, most insurance uh, that most people pay tends to be monthly, which is why it's relative a factor because you wouldn't go in and say, "Oh, I've got two weeks left. Uh, can I have a two weeks 
money back. Yeah. You would even you would even try asking because you knew you know. What I mean, uh, I mean the, the 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 scenario at that point, I guess, would be: Are you locked in for a set amount of months? You can't cancel the contract. You know, ah, you know, yeah. So it would still be as bad, if not if not worse, actually, because here he's just trying to get money back, whereas in that scenario he'd still have to pay it out out of this yeah, non-existent true. money. That's true. Uh, but you know, but obviously this is the thing where he's paid up for a year. He's paid, and who knows yeah. how much this costs? I could probably look it up. But <laughs> this is, you know, you get the idea that. And it, so not only is he told that he can't get the money in the scene at the end, he he's then told that oh, because of this, because of this, the suspension, you are now seen as more of a risk. You know, and that makes make sense if you're someone who you know in a car, if you if you have a lot of accidents, you're seen. Oh wait, you you're you're a risky proposition. You're paying more. Uh, yeah, he, it's it's for any sort of insurance, isn't it? Yeah, and he's told that it's going to go up. She's like, "Oh, let me look," and she like, you know, is that 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 great thing Saul does the show where it, it'll make you wait for the answer as he has to wait for it. So you you feel this awkward silence, it's kind of that, that fidgeting yeah. for a moment. And uh, she's like, "Oh, about hundred to hundred and fifty percent," and you can just see him break. And this is where I think there's a bit of debate here for the the, the final scene. Is is the the break? genuine and then he turns it into something where he gets to feel powerful because he, tur- he he makes a vindictive move against his brother or is the whole thing an act from the start whole thing's an act he's like okay this isn't working it's it's he knows he can't do anything so he, he gets desperate and tries the tears thinking oh maybe she'll you know do something and when it's clear that's not working he's like screw it i'm taking him down with me all right so he then it's an act the whole time but it's an act for a different reason and then it flips into yeah, yeah, I think he's, he's just trying to get a, a sympathy plea and go, ah, oh, you know, yeah. maybe I can let him off this time, sort of thing. I can see that. I can see that. Part, I mean, I think part of me wants to believe that at least a little bit of it was genuine, because he goes through so much of this throughout the episode, and we see him breaking. We see him sitting there, and the makeup girl tries to give him money back. Part, part of me wants to believe that there was a, a part of him that just broke. I think it's, obviously, it's all from a place of his mindset's there anyway that's why mm. it's so believable because he's just channeling his actual emotions but it's i still think it's controlled uh i mean it's in character for him to be for be to control which is why i think there's a debate here i think there's enough good reason get into this scene to believe that he may actually be breaking down but no, of course no, i agree it's it's when he walks out and he, he's, he's oh he's of course snaps back to normal well not normal but yeah completely well, whether it starts or not, the the, the, fi- the final part of that where he brings up the stuff about Chuck, knowing that's going to get Chuck into trouble, knowing that this yeah, is going to dri- drive up his insurance a ton. This is just vindictive at this point, and this is the thing where, like, throughout the episode, we see Kim is get feeling a bit guilty about how they handled with Chuck, because it was kind of like we talked about uh, last time, and we we heard when you know Rebecca said he's mentally ill. What sure is because we said how oh that kind of flips it maybe like. Yeah, yeah, it's it's when obviously that that Mesa Verde woman's talking to her yeah. and saying all these things like, "Oh, that was amazing." And it's like, yeah, that's how most of the fans, you know, like, of the show felt in the moment yeah. as well. It's like, yeah, this is amazing. He's but, finally getting taken down. And that's that's what, the writing's so good here that later on, when like Saul and Kim go to the bar and they're sort of like, you know, they're they're casing potential victims to be conned, even though they're not really going to do it. At least Kim doesn't believe they're really going to do it. So, yeah. so all you kind of think, he probably does want to do it. Yeah, to when he's talking about that, that seller that credit card, he's yeah. like, oh, he, he would do this. It's, if Kim agreed, that's it. He'd do this in a second. Yeah. Uh, but what's so good about it is, I think we completely understand where Kim's coming from with this guilt. We understand that we get 
why she feels bad about it. And but at the same time, we get why Saul writes it off immediately and says, "No, nope, never caring about him again." You completely. Yeah, yeah. We get why he's still vindictive in this in this final scene. Well, we get why he's vindictive, but I think I think there's a difference between this scene, the, the scene in the bar, and then the scene at the end. I think the scene in the bar, I respect his position. I'm like, no, I understand why you want nothing to do with him. I understand why you don't want to feel guilty about this. You want to get on with your life, and I I don't blame him for any of it. The scene at the end, I think he crossed the line. Oh sure, I just mean I meant I can understand why his mind's in that place. I get where he's coming from. Well, I get why he's saying sure, things. Sure, but at the end, he he does something wrong. Like at this oh, point, absolutely. he knows his brother's mentally ill. He knows that this has all come out now. Chuck, we don't even see Chuck in this episode. Who knows? We I mean, we seen him the last episode. He ended up in the street trying to phone his doctor. Who who knows where he is this episode? Yeah, and like he crossed the line at the end of the episode. This this is the start of this feels like the proper. This episode, to just put it bold and clear in the metaphor bank, this is him just going over the peak. This is him, he got to the top, he felt like a king for winning that trial. This is him starting his descent on the other side. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Uh, I think he crossed the line. I think this was where he was not entirely sympathetic. Because when he walked out of that office and he, he gave a little smile. It wasn't even a full smile, though. He was kind yeah. of angry still. It, it, it wasn't that he was pleased with himself. He was just that angry at Chuck. Because yeah. I think that's the thing here now. He's going, I wouldn't be in this situation if not for Chuck. That is true, but it's still his fault. That's the thing. He, he oh, saw... it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just mean, I think that's why he chose to go after Chuck there and then. Because, um, like like you say, he, he doesn't have to. He's won. But he's he's feeling like he's he wants to blame him still. He's like, no, this is his fault that... Not not only did I you know lose my practice for a year and he, but he, he kind of accepted that at the time but it's his fault now that he can't get any money his fault that he's you know this desperate and that's why he was like I want to pay I want to you know hit back at him and this is the only way he can, he can do it at the minute and this is the first time he feels like he's acting like Chuck he's being vindictive the way Chuck was being vindictive yeah and that's why it's crossed the line that's why I think I think there's a moment in Breaking Bad for a lot of people and everyone probably thinks it's a different point like everyone has their own opinion as to when this point is but there's a moment in Breaking Bad where Walter White flips and isn't sympathetic anymore I think there's a long time in that show we are still kind of rooting for him and then there's a you know there's a point where and again it's different for everyone where you go no he's he's kind of the villain and I feel speak like speak for yourself <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a dick, so maybe it's different for you. But, but I, I think, and I'm not saying everyone's going to hate Saul now who's watching. I'm just meaning, but I think there's a, a point here where it's like, okay, I can't quite root for what he's doing now. Well, well, that's the point ultimately, isn't it? Saul, as we know him in Breaking mm. Bad, he's not a good guy. I mean, you know, he's he's likable because he's he's, he's likable, yeah. yeah. And but he's definitely immoral, to to you know to put it nicely, but. Yeah. Jimmy, on the other hand, is a good guy. So it's like, okay, we, we like him now, but there has to be this point where he turns and goes and becomes this immoral person that we see. I, I really think it's going to end with us feeling really sympathetic for Chuck. And for uh, and again, like, like I said last time, I think Chuck's going to feel like he's flipped places with him at the end of the show and he's going to pity Saul and it's going to be heartbreaking. And it's going Absolutely. to make sense. I, I just, I can see it. I can see it just forming. Uh, probably not yeah. two seasons, I imagine. I imagine we'll get five seasons with us, but uh, that's just what I can see. 
I, I guess we should mention some of the other scenes uh, with Kim. Kim like taking a five minute nap in the car and in s- snapping it, snapping it. Uh, what's her name? Paige. I think her name is. Sounds about right. I just uh, Paige, refer to yeah. as uh, the the base of Verde woman, but yeah. You should really remember the name Paige. It's actually kind of shocking. You don't. It's because they haven't said it in a long time. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, her kind of snapping with her uh, about her questioning numbers, and apparently, Bar's like, "Oh, we're actually going to go down the the road of Kim's actually like messing up. Like, is that where we're going with this?" But uh, certainly, the point of the scene right now feels like, "No, this is a, this is the guilt eating now." Yeah, uh, the guilt and the just the stress, because obviously that five minute nap is is that's all the sleep she's getting at the minute. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can sympathise with that. I've never had to do five minutes, admittedly, but I, I oh, um, you not never five minutes. I've I've never felt. I've never felt the worth of getting a five minute nap, uh, but I have. I have often done a, a thirty minute kind of like, and that that feels quite pathetic when you know you have to get wake up again in thirty minutes, but you're so tired that you just want to get the thirty minutes in because you, you. I think I have to either do a couple of hours or twenty minutes. If I go over twenty minutes, that's it. I'm screwed. Mm. I feel like I feel worse after like thirty minutes. I do twenty, but until I get to like two hours, then. I wonder when the other line is though, because obviously there's a point where you've slept long enough that it's a good sleep, and you feel feel rejuvenated at the end of it. But you're right, there is like a couple hour nap limit where you feel like absolute shit when you wake up. Yeah. Well, that's assuming you were tired before. Obviously, if you just doze off in the afternoon, it tends not to be that bad. Yeah, you still feel pretty good because you're that, like, oh, it's a nice, you know, sunny afternoon. Oh, it's an old okay. man nap. You just you wake yeah, up. And you're like, yeah, oh, you you fall asleep yeah. on your sofa. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, it's nice and warm. It's sunny. They're typically the days that you have those afternoon naps. That said, though, I've never had to take a, a nap because it's been that stressful. Typically, I I put myself in the situation where I've not been getting much sleep because I'm stupid and annoying like that. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. You're pretty guilty of that as well, let's be honest. Yes. Aye. Yeah. So yeah. shut up. <laughs> Um, I was having my moment, but you you ruined it. Yeah. See, well. stupid and annoying. Night. <laughs> it's the burden of being a night owl, and sometimes I just can't get to sleep. And I, uh, I I I have legitimately went to work on occasions with like no sleep, and then I'd do a split shift, and I'd have like two hours in the middle, and it's like nope, uh, let's find a comfy spot in the work. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go for a nap. Cleaning lady. Cleaning lady could have ripped me off any time she wanted to, but no, that's fine. Uh, so, okay, that's all. <laughs> um, any other scenes we, we wanted to mention? Yeah, all the all the Mike Nacho oh, side yeah, of things. Oh yeah, Mike Nacho. You know, there's half an episode we haven't touched. I yet. was focusing on Saul, right? I was, yeah, I, I yeah, was yeah. focused. I was pinpointed. Yeah, no, Mike, uh, Mike and Nacho. Uh, so obviously Nacho goes to Price, who we've not seen in a while. Uh, I'm glad you remember his name because I don't. Uh, very good, uh, but he he of course if you don't remember who Price was he was the the chemist the pharmacist who who was getting pills for Nacho and his crew uh, way back when and Mike was his bodyguard for a little bit uh, yeah. on a sort of job by job basis and Nacho shows up in his house he's like I need these pills but I need them empty I need I need these casings with these markings but so obviously we know he's going to put something else in it and try and kill oh no 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 I d- I disagree with that entirely I think he just leaves them empty because then the medication isn't doing anything. They have to put something in them so they weigh properly. They're not. I doubt it. They don't, pills don't weigh that much anyway. 
There's barely anything in them. The the capsule is probably most of the weight. I still think it puts. I mean, you could be right, but I, I still. I uh, still if he th- does, it'll be just like sugar or something. I, I don't okay, think there'll be anything. Sure. And no active ingredient. I think the point of it is just he's not taking his heart medication anymore. So that's it. It just lets him die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I can. I can sit with that. I. I, I still think there's a chance he puts something in it, though. I don't think it's clear cut. I think he could put could put something yeah. in it. Maybe we'll see. He could put in. I, th- I think the problem is if he puts something in it, it's more suspicious. Whereas, if, if they're just empty, he dies. It's it's a heart attack, you know. Whatever else it could be, you know, it's so natural that oh, okay, that's it. They they don't look into it too much. Whereas if if there's something in it and something, you know, if they see in in his in his, you report, know, I just I said it so quickly. I I really did not think you'd you'd pick apart that. I I was literally just trying to get to the interesting part of the scene. And you, I know, I know. I just I just don't want to be wrong on on camera. I don't care if I'm wrong. We could be wrong all the time. It's fine. We could be, but this one I'm pretty confident on. So <laughs> I'm going to be so wrong now. I've said that. I hope you are. I'll just make uh, it look, I kind of do as well, just, gonna... just, just for the comedy of it. All right. Uh, so so Price goes to goes to Mike and he's like, Mike, I need you to bodyguard me one more time. Natural showed up, blah, 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 blah. Explains the details. Uh, Mike refuses initially. And we see him do his, uh, he's, he's building his playground, and there's that, that great scene where like three other people come up to try and help, and he refuses it because he's so used to doing things on his own and being, be, being such a lone wolf and like yeah. just being very tactical and doing things by himself that he kind of refuses. But they, they talk him into it; they basically demand to help. Uh, so he delegates a couple of things, and he starts talking to uh, Anita, who's one of the women at the support group, and they they bond a little bit. They they, they kind of. Yeah, you know, it shows her how to do the do the do the, the sort of the, the pattern in the pavement for the for well, the kids. Well, she thinks he's sexist as hell. Yes, yes. Then he very quickly explains what he meant, no? Yeah, yeah. But just when when she he passes her that broom, yeah. and she's like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> it's the next part of the process. He's he's not being he's make I, I, exactly. I, we we know that that that, that he, he'd be you know not that. Yeah. Uh, but he gets to talking to her about uh, her husband and how he died, and it's this, it's this story where he just went out for a hike one day and he never came back. They found his car. Uh, they, they, she never found out if he had a heart attack, if he tripped and fell somewhere and snapped his neck, if you know someone did something to him. And it's after this conversation where Mike goes out and agrees to agrees to do the job. Yeah. What did you make of that? What What do you think spurs them on in that conversation? What about that story? about the husband and not knowing what happened to him. What do you think caused them to I, I assume it's the idea that he goes, maybe, maybe Price is someone that cares about him as well. And if something does go wrong, he knows Nacho will kill him if he has to. You know, he knows what Nacho's willing to do if it comes to it. Interesting. And I did not read and, it that way. Okay. I read it as Salamanca. I read it as Mike not wanting to not know how he goes. Mm, okay. And uh, admittedly, I know that he didn't know exactly what the job was at the time, but I think he had suspicions because Nacho did this and he did it because he, he knew Nacho broke into his house. He was on his own and he knew what he asked for. Yeah. And he, he knew he obviously confirmed it with Nacho in the last scene, but he knew that he wanted the, the heart medication, so he, he was putting things together because he's Mike. He's a smart, yeah. he's a smart guy. Uh, I think the idea that he doesn't know why he goes upset him. 
Um, mm. That's a bit more darker than just you know wanting to protect Price. But I don't feel like he. I know, but this thing, I don't think he was protecting Price. I think he was protecting you know, Price's mother, someone like that. You know, because we know Mike's got a, a soft spot for the innocents. Oh sure, no, he does. But I feel like we've never seen anyone who like, we've never seen Price with another person, so it's harder to latch on to that. I think. Yeah. Uh, whereas I feel like the idea of him not knowing, uh, especially since and Joe, I would really like to about this scene. It's really bittersweet because we know, you know, if Breaking Bad, Mike Mike's end is kind of like this, like where he he goes out somewhere and his car's left there and. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't remember if they actually leave his car out there, but well, they don't. The idea that he just goes out somewhere and never comes back. And that's yeah, and and obviously his granddaughter never knows. Yeah, and, yeah, his granddaughter and Stacy never never find out. So like, there's a, there's a, this weird foreshadowing thing to this, which uh, and we know makes into all this shady shit by the time he goes. So it's not like it's not like it's not entirely undeserved, is it? Yeah, I mean, even 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 if you think it's not deserved, I mean, it probably is. But even if you don't think it's deserved, at least it it doesn't. It's not a surprise if you're living in this life with this kind of shady people. Yeah, I think he was. He he. At that point, he was well aware of the risks, and he had long accepted them. Yeah, yeah. He'd he'd went down this path. So Mike is a very measured individual. He he's he's willing to you know he puts the risk against the reward, and you know he came to the decision that it was worth it. Yeah. So he warns Nacho the risks, and he like sort of says you need to switch them back because if they go looking for the heart medication, then then it needs to be back to what it was, so that there's nothing suspicious. Yeah. Uh, but obviously a key plot point is that Mike says, okay, before we, we make this deal, I need something else from you, and he pulls out a pad. Now, I think the obvious assumption here is that he's going to try and find out what happened to Anita's husband, just in case any, like, you know, the criminal underworld know about it. Like, yeah. if, he wa- if he was killed by someone, like, maybe someone will know. But I, I don't know for sure, that's just sort of a, a simple guess at this point. It's assuming he was killed as well, because by the sounds of it, there was no body, so... Yeah, but maybe that's why it's more suspicious. Like if if they'd killed them, they probably dumped the body somewhere where they could, you know, where it wouldn't pop up. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, we know he was in the navy. You know, maybe he his skills were useful to them, so they've kind of got him blackmailed. You never know. Oh yeah, maybe, yeah. He couldn't. Maybe he's not dead. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I never even thought of that. But uh, yeah. But either way, I, th- I think that's maybe what he's trying to do. He, he's he's trying to find them. Uh, and maybe that's another reason why he he agreed to this job. Maybe it's not even about any of what we said. Maybe it's just a pure he's seen an avenue. He's seen like I can use this as a way of maybe finding out some information. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very Mike as well. It is very Mike, and that's more noble actually. I mean, the, the, my my suggestion is probably the darkest. It feels the most. Uh, yeah, you know, this this one's more in line with with the intentions of mine at least. Yeah. Like the idea of he's he's just looking out for for someone innocent. It makes more sense to me that he's looking out for Anita than it is Price. I, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if that's what is, this you know answers that he's looking for is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I, I, I mean, obviously he doesn't want anything bad to happen to Price because he even tries to tell him to look. No, tell him he can't do it. Don't don't go in. Go, don't get involved. You're not part of that world. You 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 suck at it. Stop it. Yeah, you're going to end up dead, and he's probably is going to end up dead by the end of the show. <laughs> We're going to see. I mean, like, the final shot is just him dead. It's going to be him nailed to that stupid car that he bought, that big yellow <laughs> thing. Yeah, God damn it. Uh, but no. all right. Have I missed any more subplots? <laughs> no, I think you got it now. Right, we're good. Okay, awesome. 
That's Better Call Saul, episode 7. Let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen. Of course, you can support the channel by heading over to patreon.com slash mailfudgetv. Uh, check out some of the bonuses over there if you want to support us. Uh, but otherwise, guys, thank you very much for watching. We always appreciate it. And uh, yeah, have you got any vanilla?